Today, I want to just continue this series, Breaking Free. We kicked it off last weekend. We talked about the comparison between a life that's based on my flesh versus a life that's based on my spirit, God's spirit, and how God wants to lead and direct our lives. And I want to take that a step further, and I believe this is something that hopefully connects with you. Maybe just for a few minutes, you know, forget about what you're cooking at home or your grocery list or what's going on in your life or the playoffs this afternoon. Uh, Just let's dive in. Let's say, God, what do you want to speak to me? How do you want me to change? How do you want me to grow today? And I believe this, God wants to renew our minds. And that's the focus of this message this morning is freedom in our minds. Proverbs 23 says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Everything in our life, you just get a picture of this this morning. It all starts with a thought. The course of your life, the direction you're heading, the decisions you're even making today, every one of them begins with a thought. Science says this estimates. This is hard to even comprehend, everybody. But there's a hundred trillion thoughts stored in your mind. A hundred trillion thoughts stored in your mind. I mean, it's kind of like our garages, you know? There's about a hundred trillion things in that garage, but we don't know how to find any of them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I got a little frustrated this week as I tried to navigate my way through the garage, still looking at boxes of Christmas stuff. And I walked in, I said, Jen, this is the week we are, we're going to be able to walk through our, you know, it's small goals, everybody. We're going to be able to walk through our garage by the end of this week. Let's get our, let's get our Christmas stuff in the attic. Let's move into a new year. Come on. And I think, I think sometimes... Uh, our minds are the same way, filled with so much stuff, stuff that the world's feeding us, stuff that our, our flesh and, and our desires are feeding us, thing that the Spirit of God is feeding us. And we've got all this information coming in. We've got access to more information than we've ever had, but yet we lack so much wisdom. And I think it's because we're letting our thoughts go to and from, and, and we're letting the world dictate the way we're going. But I believe God wants to renew our minds this morning. And so I want to take just a few minutes. And I want to think about, if you would with me, let's think about what we think about. Why don't you think about it for a second, all right? Think of, you, psychologists call it self-talk. Self-talk, reflection. You're doing it right now. Think about what you're thinking about. Some of you, you're thinking about like how long or until you're done. All right. You're thinking about what you're going to have for lunch. You're thinking about the situations and the the anxiety you're dealing with. Maybe something in in your week. You've got so many different thoughts going on. I believe God wants to transform the way we think. I believe this passage of scripture is one of the most foundational when it comes to shaping the way we think. And so let's look together. Second Corinthians chapter 10. My focus is verse five, but we'll, we'll move toward verse five. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. It says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Paul says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And here's, I just want to focus on this one phrase. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 
want you to think about it for a moment. The, the, the way that I imagine it is this, is our minds, every one of our minds. Isn't it amazing how God has, has blessed us with minds, give us the ability to think, to grow, to learn, to change, to start new habits. I, I like to imagine it like this, is every one of our minds is filled with all kinds of roads. Our, our minds are filled with all kinds of roads. And as we build habits and disciplines in our lives, it becomes easier and easier to tra- travel down those roads. Science calls them neuropathways. The neuropathways are the roads that our thoughts travel on. Now, let me illustrate it for you. I know I'm kind of diving deep, a little bit scientific, but hang with me because I think this is so powerful. Because I don't know if you're like me, but over the past two months, I've really enjoyed driving on Bruce B. Downs. Oh, I just, I mean, it's, it's miraculous. As a matter of fact, during November, when the, when the road started to open up, every time I would get onto Bruce B. Downs, I would just say out, out loud, thank you, God, for these extra two lanes. I'll never forget. I, I think I started saying it so much that at one point I said it and the boys were in the back seat and, and, and my dad and Caden said, dad, why do you keep thanking God for Bruce B. Downs? I'm like, Son, you just don't understand. Like, you don't know how bad it was. You, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, now I just drive down for fun. It's like, yes, thank you, God. Here's, here's the truth, everybody. We, we all drove down Bruce B. Downs to get to this campus this morning. In the physical. But but many of us took a different road in our mind to get here this morning. Some of us, the road that we took to get here this morning was rolling over a bed and looking at our spouse and going, do you want to go to church today? And then the other person saying, well, what's the weather going to be like? Check the weather. Come on. Those are laughing, can relate to what I'm talking about right now. And for 15 minutes, you roll over, you check the time. How oh, are we going to be late? Do I have time to get ready? Uh, what time does the playoff game start? That was the road that you took to get here this morning. Others of you in the, ro- in the room, the road you took to get here this morning, you were still laying in bed when your kids walked in and said, Mom and Dad, we are going to church today. At which point you looked at your spouse and said, we have no choice. They're, they're taking us to church. Thank you, kids. Thank you. Somebody's got to get you here. But check this out. For some of you in the room, the road that got you here this morning was the pain that you're feeling right now. Some, some of you maybe haven't been to church in, in a good while, but the circumstances of your life were so bad this week and the pain in your heart was so bad and the situation you're going through, the addiction you're feeling, the, the, the circumstance of your life, you made a decision, I have to get to church today. That was the road that you traveled on. For some of you, you made a decision, the, the, the year turned, the calendar turned, and you're two weeks into to January, and, and you've decided, you know what, I'm going to put God first. I'm going to church. You woke up this morning. You didn't want to come, but you made a decision. I'm starting a new habit, and you just, even though the feeling wasn't there, you said, I'm, I'm getting here today. But then some of you, if you're, if you're hanging with me, some of you, you didn't even think about the decision to come to church this morning. Because you made a decision maybe years ago, months ago, years ago, and you've established such a road in your life and in your mind 
that it was a non-negotiable. You woke up this morning, you said, it's Sunday. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad with it. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to church like I do because I've established a habit. I've established a road that's so well-traveled in my life that I don't have to make a decision or I don't have to be led by my feelings. I'm going and I'm going to serve God and my family is going to serve God. Do you see that the roads that we, that, that we build in our mind have, are so powerful for establishing where our life goes? And if you don't get anything else I say this morning, I want you to get this one thought, is that our life moves in the direction of our strongest thoughts. It's the, it, it probably will be the most powerful thing I say today, and I hope it just burns in your heart and causes you to sit down and examine every area of, of our life. Our life moves in the direction of our strongest thoughts. You know, I, I illustrated by talking about church this morning, but you can do that with every area of your life. Some of you, you didn't think about what you ate for breakfast. You've been eating oatmeal every single morning for 20 years. Others of you, you're like, man, should we go to Dunkin' Donuts? Should we go to the, you know, where should we go? What should we eat? I mean, you because you haven't built a roadway strong enough to make a pattern in your life. Our life moves in the direction of our strongest thoughts. But check this out. This is what Paul's saying. God God knows the direction he wants you to go, but the enemy is doing everything he can to make sure you don't go that way. And what we call those spiritually are strongholds. Strongholds, that's anything in our life that sets itself above God and keeps us from living out the will of God in our life. Are you, are you following with me this morning? Are you tracking with me? And here's what strongholds do. Here's what the enemy wants to do to steal your joy, keep you from living the abundant life that he wants. Number one is this, strongholds, they consume our emotional energy. They consume our emotional energy. They cause discouragement, depression, anxiety, the, weight, the weights that we feel. The best way I know how to illustrate it for you, it's the difference of, of like, you know, maybe you wake up on Monday morning and you know you have a 30-minute ride to work. But there's some days that you wake up and you get in your car knowing you have a 30-minute ride to work and you pull out Google Maps only to realize that there are two crashes on your route. And it takes you 60 minutes to get to work. Oh, isn't that a joyous start to your day? You, you just feel goosebumps and the love of Jesus all over. No, you don't. Because what happens is, is there's barriers and things in your life that you weren't expecting that, that keep you from the expectation you had of getting to work in a certain amount of time. Let me tell you, that happens every single day in our life. Text message from your spouse. Honey, I'm going to need you to pick up the kids from school. Today. Oh, no. Hey, honey, I'm going to need you to pick some food up. I didn't have time to make dinner. Uh, honey, I'm going to need you to repair that tire that, that I uh, blew out today. You know, all these different things in our life. You know, it's 4.55, you're going to leave at 5, but your boss shows up and says, hey, I got a project for you. It's only going to take 30 minutes. It's, it's all, exactly. Listen, listen, you're not quoting scripture then. Listen, it, you're just saying, get away from me, Satan. Get away from me, Satan. And these are all little things that creep into your heart and in your life. And that's why Paul says, you got you to take captive every thought. Not just some thoughts, every thought, and make it obedient to Christ. It's it's stuff that consumes our emotional energy. Number two, strongholds, they cause us to feel controlled. 
It's, it's what happens when our identity starts getting attached to the, the things in our life that have consumed us or gotten the best of us. For some of us, our identity's been attached to, to a, a drinking habit or a smoking habit or uh, abuse that we walk through with our family. And you've carried it for years and years and years. And while you know you should be free, you still live controlled. Best way to illustrate it is kind of like, you know, elephants when they're young, what do they do? They find a stake or a tree and they take a rope and they tie it to their leg. And at a young age, an elephant learns that as long as that rope is tied around my leg, I can't go anywhere. And so an elephant grows so much larger, thousands of pounds. And you'll see at a zoo or at bush gardens, you'll see a rope tied around the leg. And you wonder, what is that? What's wrong with that elephant? All he's got to do is just snap his leg and that rope, that tree's falling down. But he's so, been so conditioned to believe that as long as that's tied to me, I'm stuck. And some of us have been so lied to by the enemy that you feel like as long as that's in my life, I'm controlled, I'm stuck. And it's a trap and it's a lie of the enemy. It's a stronghold. The third one is this. Strongholds, they often cause us, they they distract us from our purpose. They consume our energy. They they cause us to feel controlled and they keep us from our purpose. And, And what happens oftentimes as we, we spend so much of our energy, energy trying to fix our problems, we never live out the life that God has for us. Because we just wake up in the morning trying to figure out, how do I do me? How, how, how do I make myself better? Instead of figuring out, God, you created me to make a difference in somebody else's life. You have a purpose and a plan for me. And I love the thought that Paul gives in Philippians. I want to focus on this. I'll give you three things and then we'll go this morning. That are so powerful when it comes to our thought life. Paul says this in chapter 4. Of Philippians, he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. What does he say? Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then he says, don't just think about it, but keep putting it into practice. All you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Here's the result then the God of peace will be with you. Think on good things, practice it, and watch what happens. Experience the blessing and the peace of God that follows it in our life. Three things I want to give you and then we'll go this morning. Number one, we've got to take back our thought life. We've got to take back our thought life. It's amazing. There's a hundred trillion thoughts stored in there. And there's multiple decisions and thoughts that we think about every day. But isn't it crazy how all it takes is one thought that can totally wreck our day? I mean, it's just one, one bad thought, one text message that we weren't expecting, one email that, that caught us by surprise. And our whole day can be ruined. I mean, it just sends us down a cycle, down a pattern that, that takes us away from where we could have experienced the best life and the best day that God has for us. So oftentimes it's those little things that make a big difference. That's why Paul says, take every thought captive. Just imagine with me, if you, 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 you went to bed tonight and as you were about to lay down, you reached over to the lamp and, and, and you were ready to turn off the light. But as you reached over to the lamp to turn the light off, you looked up 
at the wall and there on the wall, crawling up the wall was just one cockroach. Just, just one, just one. Who in the room turns over to their spouse and, or, or turns over in the bed and thinks, it's just one, I'll get that in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely not, not in the Morris house, baby. Listen, no, no, no. Oh, come on. I, I, you know, I'm getting my karate skills out. We're getting a baseball bat. We're getting a shoe, whatever we can, you know, a newspaper. I mean, it is on. Every light in that room is coming on and we're going to do everything because nobody's in that house is sleeping in peace until that cockroach. We demolish every stronghold that takes, you know what I'm saying? And here's the deal. I think so often in our lives, we just go, oh, that's just one thought. Oh, that's just a, that's just a few, a few bad words. Uh, that's, that's, uh, just, it's just going to be a quick minute on the internet. Just, just a, you know, probably something inappropriate, something that I wouldn't want anybody else to see that I'm looking at. Oh, that movie's not that bad. And we justify the things that we let in our mind and we wonder why we're not living the abundant life that God has for us. Come on. Listen, I'm preaching way better than you're shouting today, and that's okay. I'm going to just keep preaching. Because I believe the word that God has for our church is walk in freedom in 2019. But, but, but you'll never experience that, and you'll never find that unless it starts with our minds. Taking back our thought life. Romans 5 says this, if your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there's life and peace. The Holy Spirit, it's, it's the GPS that with every turn we make, says re- recalculating, constantly finding the best route that we need to take. Let, let the Holy Spirit guide and lead every decision, every thought we think. Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By How? Not change, you know, not getting a new paint job on the house or a new vehicle or, you know, new hairstyle. No, but by letting God change the way that we think, take back our thought life. Number two, identify the lie. Identify the lie. John 8 says this, when, the, when he, the devil, lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies that the enemy is doing his best to move you as far away from God as possible. Here's the enemy's tactic, everybody. He knows that you're free, and he knows that he has no victory. I think sometimes his tactic is not necessarily to try to defeat you. It's just to make you as miserable as possible in the journey. Just Just to make you as miserable as you can. Not to experience the abundant life that God has for it. And two of the ways that he does in our life, you're taking notes, those two things, I'll move to them quickly. It's through our attitudes and our appetites. It's through our attitudes and our appetites. They're, they're the, two, the two times that I can identify in my life that I know that I make the worst decisions. When my attitude is off and when my appetite is off. Oh, come on. You know as well as me, when you go into a grocery store when you're hungry, you just don't make the best decisions, do you? The only way, the, the best way, right, is to, is, is, 
I found for me, I got to go grocery shopping when I don't need food immediately. Because when, when I go in hungry, man, I, I go to everything that I shouldn't be eating first. The deli, the bakery, the bakery, and then back to the deli, and then I'm gone. <laughs> what else do you need, really? And I make poor decisions when my attitude is off and when my appetite, I have to recognize the lie of the enemy in those seasons and situations. Identify the lie. And number three is this. And we'll close it up. Is speak the truth. Speak the truth. It's what Jesus did when he was tempted three times by the devil. His first response was, it is written. It is written. He combated every lie of the enemy with the word of God. He chose to not live by his feelings, but to live by what he knew, knew to be true of God's word. He set a model and example for us. You know, I love David. I love his vulnerability, the way he's just transparent. And you read the Psalms. I, I relate so much to David. And I love this passage. We'll wrap it up with this. But Psalm 42, verse 5. David just confesses how he's feeling. He says this, he says, why am I so discouraged? Why am I so disturbed? Why can't I just hope in God? Have you ever been there before? For some of us it is this week. But he doesn't stop there. It's like there's a shift that happens that he decides, you know what? I'm going to live my life based on my feelings. I'm going to live on what I know to be true. And he says this, Despite all my emotions, despite all my emotions, I will believe and praise the one who saves me and is my life. He says this, despite all my emotions, I choose to let my life move in the direction of my strongest thoughts. And my strongest thoughts are not what anybody says about me, what social media says about me, what the enemy tries to bring in my life. My life is built on the word of God. I will claim it, I will receive it, and I will walk and live in it. And when I do, I will experience the freedom that God has for me. Can you say amen in the room? Amen, amen. I just wanna encourage you and I invite you to take a moment. Why don't you just bow your head? Let's let God speak to us today as we close and we wrap this up.